Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. MyCastingFile, the place for talent to get their start. All right, welcome to Talking Like Normal People, a show dedicated to talking about acting, casting, and auditions, and probably some other things too with people who love it. Today is definitely a Some Other Things too episode. I am your host, Ryan Glorioso, casting director based in New Orleans, Louisiana. I want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers. And yes, we are back. It is 2019, and this is one of our first episodes of the new year. So please help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, and or Stitcher. All right. Uh, postcard of the week comes to us from Marillo Alves. I think that's how you say it. Um, it's pretty pretty nice. It says, it's time for us to get to know each other. I would love to audition for you. You can now catch me on Netflix, Comrade in America. And then it's got his agent, a picture, and their phone number. And then on the back, it says he speaks English, Spanish, and Portuguese. And then a, a nice link to his IMDb. Simple, clean. Bam. I like it. I'm keeping it. <laughs> Boom. All right. Let's jump right into it. Our yeah. guest this week, he's a—he's actually a very good friend of mine and a fellow casting professional, and we went to college together, which is another bonus. He is well-known in Louisiana for his skills in extras casting with over 50 credits under his belt. He is the owner of AJ Casting in New Orleans, um, but what many people may or may not be familiar with is his vast knowledge of the Academy Awards and its history. So... Today, we're going to have some fun with our special guest, J-Day Felice. We're going to test his knowledge on Academy Awards and, uh, and in general, find out a little bit about him. So welcome, Jay. Welcome. Thank uh, you. All right, Jay. So uh, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Start from the beginning, whatever you want to tell us about. And, and how did your love for the Academy Awards come to fruition? Oh, well. Uh, I was born and raised in Louisiana, down the bayou, Lafouche Parish, La Rose specifically. Um, I have always, pretty much always, since I could read, been a self-described dork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just uh, history and and anything like that. When I was a kid, before I got into the Academy Awards, I could rattle off information about the presidents, no problem. Um, not so much anymore, but. Um, I don't know when, and I, I definitely loved the movies, entertainment, all that, all that sort of thing, very young as well. And when you're flipping through the channels, I, uh, I actually came across the ceremony. It was the awards in the spring of 1985, which means it was for the achievements of 1984. And um, I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, for a second. But I ended up changing the channel, and then the next day, I was. Uh, watching TV with my mom and there was something, some news report and they showed the whole Sally Field winning her second Oscar for Places in the Heart and the whole you really like me, you really like me thing and I was like, I know her, I know who she is, you know, I'd seen Gidget and Smokey and the Bandit and it just, it piqued an interest and, uh, you know, we had a 1969 set of Encyclopedia, five years older than me and I started looking it up and when there wasn't enough information in the encyclopedia. I went to the almanacs, and when there was enough there, I went to the library and started checking books out. And 
but reading you, it over and over and, and over you just again. kept reading them. oh yeah over and over again until and then i was so excited by the next year when they actually had a ceremony i watched the whole thing so what was your goal when you started re- was it so interesting that you wanted to just like memorize all this uh information about the about the awards i don't know if i thought about it no. then like that yeah uh, I think it just kind of happened. Do you think that like somewhere along the line, like after a few years of you being knowledgeable about this stuff that people like friends and family caught on and so they like tried to test you and so then you felt like it was a thing that you had to no, keep up with? Or No, I pretty much, I mean, don't get me wrong. I used to bother my poor mom about <laughs> about all kinds of stuff you know um yeah a lot of people know me I know i absolutely am obsessed with dolly parton and i used to <laughs> bother her about stuff like that but not really about the academy awards uh that didn't you know that didn't come into fruition until i went to college and studied theater with you pre pre-question has dolly parton ever been involved in an academy award ceremony she's been nominated twice oh. for best original song nine to five and a song from the movie trans america about 14 years ago she should have been nominated this year that's my only editorial comment I'm gonna make. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that question was not planned i just want you to know so um okay cool so uh you uh you really got wrapped up into it and and so you you had mentioned something about when we met in college what what was the deal with all of this at that point in your life i don't know i just um I talked about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, there were people around that would I we were, would be interested. We were all interested in uh, in things show like business. That. Yeah, so yeah, cool. So, um, how is the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences different from the Television Academy? They're not very different at all, actually. Um, as far as their you know mission, which is to uh, stimulate their particular industries and um, educate uh, maybe charity is not the right word to use but you know endeavors you know um, sponsor philanthropy yeah uh, with things involved within that industry the the, I mean the only real difference is you know one's movies one's TV and then um, the way that they actually vote for the awards for the most part has been different uh, like the Academy has each branch, both both TV and movies, they have each branch nominate their own fields, you know, actors for actors, directors for directors, et cetera. Right. But for the final awards, the, the Emmys do more of a blue ribbon panel sort of situation to, and it makes sense for, for television just because it's, it's so voluminous mm-hmm. compared to movies um, that they, they kind of force their blue ribbon panels to watch yeah whereas the the movie academy does not do that well i'll tell you i i'm a member of the television academy and i don't know if you knew that (laughs) but i have been for two years and um it is insane whenever it all starts to happen the amount of content that that i get sent i have a closet in my house that is completely full of shows dvds like just from two seasons and the packaging on these things is unbelievable like like one really cool example i'm thinking of is the show mindhunter right they sent like that one i I pull out and show people when they come i'm like look at look at this it's like 
it's like a an FBI folder, like a mini folder, and like you open it and it's got like the the DVD, but then it has like files, like with the little <laughs> clips at the top, and it's yeah. like about each person. Like it's like that's a competition too, like the best packaging mm-hmm. of whatever the show is. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all in an effort to yeah, we make get sure to you watch it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. not only that, but for that particular achievement, the way that you know whatever production company distributes those. Uh, but you lucked out though, because for years before the advent of so much you know digital technology, for years the, the blue room panels were actually sequestered. <laughs> they they really? were put up. And you went somewhere, you know, somewhere else, a hotel or whatever. It's crazy. There, yeah. There's no way. I just want to say this. I don't know. It's probably not the same for, for film, but there's no way a person can watch every single thing no. that is sent. It's, it is, it's overwhelming. And then on top of it, if you're, I mean, if you are a professional, I mean, chances are, God willing, you're working. Yeah. So, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, you're busy. So how how do you have time to watch all that stuff? So, um, what's the what are the origins of the academy? Did was there this organization uh, prior to the first award ceremony, or did uh, did that like build once the was, academy awards? Started? It was organ- organized just shortly before they decided to present their first awards. It wasn't around for very long. Uh, Louis B. Mayer who, of course, was the head of MGM uh, back in 1927, something like that, um, saw the grouping, you know, this organization grouping as a way to um, sort of keep back the, uh, how do I say this, to keep back the organization of unions for films. It was supposed to be a sort of a, a a mediator between the workforce and the studios and he didn't want unions to to evolve because they were starting to have some problems already and the movie business was quite young at the time um but it didn't take long for the unions to start popping up anyway like just four or five years later is when sag started and then um the director's guild maybe a year or two after that hmm. so that original mission kind of just fell <laughs> fell by the wayside within wow. the first 10 years of the Academy's existence. And then the awards, the awards started just shortly after. I mean, the, f- the first year that they honored achievements is for 1927 and 1928. It was a single year time-wise. They just cut it, cut the years in half, starting from like, you know, July of one year and then ending in June the next year. They did that for several years before they decided to go to a regular calendar year. Okay. Now, do you think that the awards have evolved into something other than what they were intended to be? You know, like you just, you know, sometimes you get the the feeling that the movies that are that are in the categories that are nominated, like some of them shouldn't be there. Do you know, do you think it's more political now? It's been political almost from the beginning. Um, the very second year, well. First off, the, you know, there were like 36 founding members, five different branches, and um, Mary Pickford, who was like one of the biggest movie stars of the 1920s, was one of those founding members. And there was, you know, I've read some history where people said that they really wanted to nominate her that first year and all that stuff, and she said, no, no, there'll be none of that. 
um, too involved. And then what happens the next year? She won Best Actress the next year uh, for what is considered generally what is considered one of the worst performances ever. Really? To win. It was like her first talking film. And uh, so, it, yeah, it was bad. And her career really uh, kind of <laughs> didn't go anywhere after that. I'm sure you watched the FX show. Uh, uh, what was the the Ryan Murphy show? Uh, Feud. Feud. Did you watch it? Oh God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> was that a? You think that was a accurate depiction of like the competition behind Academy Awards uh, season? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they got any of the history wrong. I mean, they. I guess they could have made some stuff up in there, but. I mean, it was Nothing pretty elaborate, was. like what yeah. what uh, Joan Crawford did to like have the caterers come in and like do the party backstage, yeah, just to, yeah. Like, those, steal the thunder. Those stories have been around for a while. That he they didn't make any of that up. No, yeah, it's <laughs> insane, insane. Yeah. Okay, before we start to get into like you know uh, challenging questions, uh, testing your knowledge of all this stuff. Um, want to help our, our uh, tens of listeners out there <clears throat> and maybe give them an advantage at their Oscar parties. Uh, can you give us your predictions? It's This year's kind of open. Um, the weird thing is the movie Roma, which of course uh, is a Netflix film, is generally considered to be the go-to prediction for both Best Picture and Best Director. But it's got so many things against it as far as history is concerned. For one, it's Netflix. It's a Netflix-produced film, uh, which obviously people in the, the movie industry might not be so thrilled with. But do you think that with more and more people, more and more producers and, or members of the Academy getting deals with Netflix, that they're they're happier with Netflix now, that they're... A lot of them are part of it, or do you think that that doesn't make it play a, play a factor into? Well, decisions? I mean, as as far as the the general academy member, I don't think that they really. I th I think they would be more into tradition <laughs> and yeah, keeping things status quo and. You know, I, obviously it's eligible. It it met the requirements for eligibility by. And what are the requirements? Well, you have you, a film has to play for at least a week in Los Angeles County, in the you know the year of release or the eligibility. Like, I mean, there's been plenty of films released, but in one year, but they're not in the Academy Awards thought until the next year because that's when they played in Los Angeles County for at least a week. Gotcha. So. So back to predictions. Um, so and so, not only is Netflix against Roma, but it's black and white. There's only since 1960. There's only been two films in black and white to win Best Picture. Which were uh, Schindler's List and The Artist. Yes, both re pretty recent. Yeah, 1993, 2011, and then it's also foreign language. There has never been a foreign language film that has won Best Picture ever. Which is which is crazy. It's. It's nominated in Best Foreign Language Picture and Best Picture. Yeah, that happens. That does? Uh, most, most every time there's been a foreign language film nominee for Best Picture, it was also, if that country put it up for consideration, because the foreign language film has got tricky rules. It's not just any foreign language film can compete. A the country of origin has to put it up as their, their possibility, and they only get one, each country. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Mm. Well, I mean, I didn't know a lot of what you're saying, so that's and, good. And <laughs> foreign language film is one of the few categories where they do like the Emmys used to do, where they you have to like prove somehow that you saw it. Uh, you have to go to one of their showings or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And the Academy does do that. They do show all the nominees right. for Academy members to go and see if they want in a theater. Cool. Yeah. I just recently went to see the uh, narrative shorts block um, that are nominated at the AMC Elmwood. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm glad that they're putting some of those things out there, too, for you to see yeah, they've before. Been for a couple of years. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I saw the animated ones a couple of days ago. I haven't seen the I, I did that a few years ago with the uh, shorts. Um, but I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen that listed. Well, I haven't been paying attention, I guess. All right. So what are and your predictions? Also, oh, sorry, one more thing. Okay, go ahead. One more thing against Roma is that the f it's not nominated for film editing. Historically, um, almost every Best Picture since the Film Editing Award has been about has at least been a nominee in that category, and it's not. Interesting. So that hurts it. But... Everything else that you use to make the predictions is looking at all of the precursor awards, the, the televised awards, and especially the industry awards, the various guilds, and then the, the British Film Academy, which has a, the largest overlap of members. Has that happened yet, the, the British awards? Yeah, it actually just Sunday. Did Roma Sunday. win? Yes, it won Best Picture and Best Director. Wow. And that's the biggest overlap of members. There's no, like, none of the guilds even compare as far as an overlap of members between the two, between two groups. The British Film Academy's got the most. So it's usually a good indicator of what's going to happen. How long does it usually take you to, to see the nominated films during the season? Do you, I know it's well, hard it's to only, see all of them. It's only been the last couple of years that I really make an effort to see the major categories, at least the above-the-line categories, before the awards. I have done it this year. I just saw my last Best Director nominee a couple of days ago. You did. So, um, in, but you're probably able to make your predictions without seeing them, just based on stats and like, you know. Yeah, stats and just kind of reading what yeah. the professionals, because yeah. they're actually our professionals. So when you, when you make your decisions, do you base it on like your true uh, feelings about a film or what you think is going oh, to Oh, never, never my feelings about the film. Because, because you want to win the pool. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How many pools have you won? Uh, about three or four over the years. Yeah. Know? I know you've won some, like working in our, our office and stuff in the past, yeah. like production Oscar pools, you've like won the pot. Yeah. Some of them for money, some of them not. Yeah. Either way, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with it. Now you want the money, Jay. Oh, yeah. Um, so if anybody is going to an Oscar party, um, we'll, we'll give out Jay's email address at the end and they could hit him <laughs> Selling up. Picks. Yeah. You can like get his picks. Uh, maybe we won't, <laughs> we'll hotline. we won't reveal it on the show. They could just message you. So well, you they can... have to tell me what, what they're going for. Like if I'm involved, then no, they want to win. Yeah. They're not. No, no, no. If they're going for the same pools that I'm going for. No, 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 no. This is their own parties at, at their <laughs> oh, okay. homes, right? And they're going to... I'm, I'm, I'm working out a scam here, Jay. <laughs> all right? I'm working out a scam. So you could get like 10% or 20% of like all the winnings. I'm down for that. Oh, man. That could be a good... 
I like they have it in I for just Vegas lit up. sports betting, so why not for Boom. the Oscars? Have yeah. you ever thought of going to Vegas and like letting it ride on the Academy <laughs> I, Awards? No, because I have absolutely no idea. Even if I studied it, I probably would not be able to figure out how odds work or any of that. I it, it hurts my brain. It's math. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, well we won't we won't do any of that shady stuff. So uh best actor, who do you think's gonna who do you think's gonna land there? Uh it's gonna it's more than likely going to be uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. I think the only other person that has a chance really is Christian Bale. Who was amazing. In Vice. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, he's my personal choice. Oh, man. Okay, I I liked... When I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, I came out of the movie theater like with a big smile, and I really liked it, and I thought his performance was great. But the more I thought about the movie and the more I read up about it, I got kind of disappointed. You know, like, uh, they didn't really stick to the, the history line. Like, Freddie Mercury didn't know he had AIDS at the Live Aid concert. That was, like, yeah. that was, like, a big disappointment seeing the way they presented it. It was like, what? Wait, you made me think something else. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know if you know this bit of trivia about that movie. Um, the Live Aid performance was day one of shooting. Wow. Yeah. He did that day one of, like, could you imagine? That had to be, I know that that audience wasn't really there. It was probably like 50 extras that they, like, you know, <laughs> played, tiled in. Yeah. But still, like, the performance he gave, that sold the movie for me. Like, I was like, Psh, he's it's, great. It's the best thing, best thing about the film, for sure. Yeah. He's not definitely not my personal favorite among the nominees, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I saw Vice, and Christian Bale is Dick Cheney in that movie. To be it's honest with insane. you, Christian Bale would, would likely have, I would say he would have it sewn up if he wasn't already an Oscar winner. Yeah. But since he's already got one, I think that kind of hurts him a little bit. How many, how many actors uh, are multiple Oscar winners? Is there a ton? Or I know, I mean, I can just think of like Tom Hanks. And I Hillary don't, Swank. Don't know the number right off Daniel the top Day of Lewis, my obviously. Daniel Day, Day Lewis. Lewis. There's, um, there's a quite a few people, at least twenty something, that have won more than one. There's only six that have won more than two. Mm. And Daniel Day Lewis is one of them. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's Daniel Day Lewis, Meryl Streep, Jack Nicholson, um, Ingrid Bergman, Walter Brennan have three each. Walter Brennan's an interesting case. Uh, he. He came up from the ranks of extras, actually. Really? And he won the very first, the third, and the fifth Best Supporting Actor awards. So within the first five years, he won the three of the first five Supporting Actor awards. But the thing about it is, it, they, they obviously don't do it anymore, but they used to let Guild members vote for the Academy Awards for the final awards. And a lot of people think that he won so many times because all the background actors that were in the guild voted for him knowing where he came from. Wow. Yeah. How, do you know the history behind that coming up through the ranks of extras and being, being an extras casting? I mean, that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I really only know that particular story because uh, of the fact that he won three Oscars. That's awesome. And then after those guys, Catherine Hepburn is the most with four, four Oscars. Wow. Catherine Hepburn. Love her. Loved her. All right, best actress. Who do you think is going to land there? Oh, there's no doubt Glenn Close. 
Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That's like she's the one I haven't good. seen. I, I can't tell you that I'm a Glenn Close fan in general, but she's good. It would not be an undeserved win. She's good. She's not my personal choice, but she's... Have you seen If the- she doesn't win, she will tie Richard Burton for the second spot on the most nominations without a win. Oh, oh so she's, she's, she's kind of due. She's never won an Oscar yet. So, Have you seen The Favorite, though? That, oh, my God. The Favorite is, you know, all puns aside, my favorite film of the year. And Olivia <laughs> Coleman, yeah. it gave the best performance of the year, and she should be winning Best Actress. She's second great. Editorial. She's great. Yeah, she's, that movie is beautiful. If if you haven't seen it, people. it's incredible. I love it. Yeah, and it's my favorite film. All right, so so you're saying Glenn Close? Glenn Close, without a doubt. Olivia, Olivia Coleman's the only one that could possibly sneak in, but I don't even see that happening. So Glenn Close, Best Actress, is your prediction. Rami Malek, Best Actor, your prediction, but we want Christian Bale to win. Yes, I'm I'm going with with you on both of those. Okay, uh, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Mahershala Ali has won everything so far, pretty much, as far as, as far as what, generally have, you know. But this would promoted. be his his second. Yeah, it would win. be his second. Yes. Uh, the supporting actor category is kind of. I mean, I'm not saying the performances are bad, but it's just there's nothing that. Yeah. That really stands out. I don't feel like he was a supporting actor in the movie. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, it's yeah, it's cat- it's category fraud for sure. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think do you say category fraud is that a way for them to not put the two actors competing against each other in Definitely. the same category? Definitely. A lot of people think all three main actresses in the favorite, yeah, are supporting. Yeah. And I could see an argument for that. I mean, I personally wish Olivia Coleman was in the supporting category because she would have an Oscar, right. no doubt. Oh, good she point. She would be the winner. You know, good there's point. no doubt. So in an alternate reality, that's how it's playing out. Like there's like another oh, universe yeah. there's somewhere. Some, there's all kind of strat. There's strategy. Another timeline. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So so we're saying Mahershala Ali. Yeah, definitely. So if, so your office pool pick Mahershala Ali. For some, maybe, maybe, maybe Sam Elliott, because he's a career veteran. You know, he's been yeah. in the industry for like 50-something years. This is his first nomination. But it's I think it's more Marshall Ali's to lose. Cool. I like it. I mean, I liked him in the movie. He was great in the movie. The movie's great. I wouldn't mind seeing it win a Best Picture Academy Award. I, I like the movie. And it was made in New Orleans, which is cool. I mean, I had nothing to do with it. But, you know. Um, okay. Did we say best actress? Best supporting actress? That's, that's, a, that's a hard one. The, the, more than likely, it's going to be Regina King and If Beale Street Can Talk. But she's missed out mm. on a very important, two very important. The SAG, she wasn't nominated for SAG, and she wasn't nominated for the British Film Academy. Really? And those are the two, like, but the she actor's won- branch in the Academy is the largest branch. She won the Golden Globe, right? She won the Golden Globe, and she won, she won the other televised award, the uh, Critics' Choice. Is that a real? Is that real? Critics' it's, Choice. Not. What, who are the critics? I think <laughs> it's a broadcast. It's the actual name of the organization is Broadcast Film Critics. Like like ten people somewhere so deciding. It basically it encompasses members from you know anything from radio to TV critics, uh-huh. anything outside of traditional. 
print. Do, do they actually vote or do they just take their reviews and see who got the most five know. stars? I, I personally don't have much respect <laughs> I, for the organization. They actually have like, you know, a separate best picture category for action films. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's well, just, that's not something critics should be involved with. That's people's choice and that's, you know, gotcha. MTV movie awards. Right. Not, yeah. All right, so who are we saying? I, th- I think it's going to be Regina King, um, but like she missed out on so much that it... Who would be... Maybe Rachel Weiss, but she's, she's also a winner already, so I really don't know. She ended up winning BAFTA, the British Film Academy, mm. and then SAG's winner is not much of a help because she's not even nominated. Who won? Emily Blunt oh. for A Quiet Place. Oh. oh, I saw that movie recently. Love that movie. Oh, my God. I can't believe I waited so long to see it. It was so good. So good and tense. I think Regina King's the, the, the best choice, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bet too much on just just that. Yeah. yeah. So we're going we're gonna to call it. We're going to say Regina King for Best Supporting Actress. She's won a ton of critics' awards. None yeah. of that really influences... Well, the Academy votes, but <laughs> well, we'll see. Okay, so what would be the next category we could do? Um, did we say best director already? You you said well, um, you kind of mentioned Roma, but well, I think yeah, I think those two are going to go hand in hand. They usually do, uh, although the last couple of years they've been more not the same than most of most of the Academy's history, just because the best picture category has a different way of counting the actual votes um oh. they, they do a preferential count on the votes um meaning you have to put in order how you want and uh whereas everything else it's one vote one vote oh yeah that's it okay um so the things have been different over the last couple of years but i think i think it's going to be roma for best director as well but um this is Spike Lee's first nomination ever for oh, Best really? Director. Oh, really? Oh, that movie was great. He's gotten some nominations, but not for Best Director. It's Black Klansman, if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, a favorite of mine, too. After the favorite, it's my next favorite. Uh, so there's always the possibility that he might, you know, get a sort of a Glenn Close sort of And that, that's <laughs> Denzel Washington's son, who's the lead in that. Yeah. Which I wonder how he got that role. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He was great. Spike Lee has worked with Denzel Washington more yeah. than once. Well, I I watched an interview and uh, and he was he was in one of Spike Lee's movies when he was like Again. like five years old oh, yeah. or something as an extra. Maybe played. I don't know. I don't know what movie. I'm. I shouldn't even be bringing it up because I don't know my facts. But he was in something. Um, all right. So we're we're saying. Uh, the director of Roma, which is Alfonso. So, I don't know how to say his last name. Curon. I wanted to say Rivera. No. Curon. Curon. Who's who also just won just a couple of years ago. He directed uh, Gravity and won best right. for that, which did not win best picture that year. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember what it won, but so maybe he'll maybe he'll flip this yeah. year and he'll just get it's one possible. of the other award this time, possible. best picture and not best director. Um, okay, so if you're filling out your office pool right now, you should pick uh, Alfonso. What was that? Oh, that was my phone. Oh. I'm sorry. Hey. Um, we should use that as a when we test your knowledge in a little bit. <laughs> Ding. Um, okay, so then 
what we, so best writing so there's two best writing categories right there's a best screenplay and best the best adapt, original screenplay original and adapted so um, I'm not really you, sure about you, those you're not good on those I haven't really I'm not really paying attention to those <laughs> um do you do you care about production design? You know we have a we have a mutual coworker who's nominated this year. Oh really? I didn't know that. Hannah Beechler, she did Black Panther. Oh, um, that. We used to do movies with her in Shreveport. I think it's uh I think that's almost a pretty foregone conclusion right there. Do you yeah. think she'll win? I think that's a good choice. Oh I mean, my God! I hope she wins. If you, I don't know. I mean, if see, here's the problem with the way the final votes happen. I totally have respect for each branch nominating their own field but for the final awards they let everyone that's a member of the academy vote for everything unless it's a special category like foreign film or whatever um so that i mean i don't know i mean if you work in the industry obviously you should know what's really great and what's not but still at the same time i think uh just letting everyone vote for the final award in every category yeah makes it more I don't know, a sweeping kind of thing. Like that's why that's why one film will win so many awards. Uh, and the I don't know. But I mean, if you really sit down and look. So you're saying don't let them vote for every category or do let them vote for every I category? I don't I mean, it's I would say no. No. So just let your department Yeah. Your okay. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Well, like when when we vote in the uh television uh for the tele for the Emmys you there's every i think you said this there's every single project like actor that is uh being put forth for consideration to be nominated and you can you can select as many as you want in each category that you would like to potentially nominate and then they tally it up and then you get to vote for one when it all comes out oh that's interesting i didn't yeah. know that yeah. yeah um you start with you start with your uh, your department, your category. So like casting. Mm -hmm. So it encompasses actors as well. Um, and then, and, but then when the nominations come out, you have access to everyone. You can vote for one person in each, uh, category for the final, like five or however many nomin nominees in each category. Sweet. I think, I, I think I have that right. I've only done it twice. <laughs> um, and it's all really cool. It's like all online and you like mm -hmm. have like a super secret, like they make you change your password 10,000 times oh to get in there and, and, uh, I would only be able access. to vote once then. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So for production design, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and say black yeah, Panther. Personally, if I were just, if I were looking at the production design on all of those films, I mean, I can't see, anything surpassing black band yeah okay i mean it's, it, it was beautiful it's amazing yeah the world uh that was created there by hannah hannah beachler she's awesome um and you know if if a lot of these predictions come true we'll have like a very strong african-american uh showing of winners uh at the academy awards this year which is pretty awesome um <clears throat> So then song, is it a no-brainer that Lady Gaga is going to win? Yeah, there's absolutely no Ugh. no other option. I can't I couldn't imagine. Did okay, side note, did any of you see uh uh Vanessa Via Senor, whatever, the girl from Saturday Night Live, she did 
uh, Lady Gaga impersonation doing that song this mm-hmm. past Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's pretty freaking awesome. Like it's pr- it's on Weekend Update, and I was like, oh my god! Like she was like legit singing the song and like doing all the facial contortions that Lady Gaga does. <laughs> it was great. Um, okay, so best song, pick Lady Gaga if you want to win the the cash. Um, so then, animated feature. Is that one? You- oh. Um- well, every, I don't think there's ever, I don't think there's been one single award so far for that category that hasn't gone to the, the Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, I oh, hear yeah. that's great. It I was, haven't seen. It. I saw it in 3D even, and it was yeah. worth it. I yeah, I, I mean supposedly there's something about the animation that's groundbreaking. What's what is it, Jason? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what it is either, but it's it's amazing to look at for sure. Um, Story-wise, it's good, but also story-wise, an amazing work is uh, Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Mm. Absolutely. That's my personal cool. choice right there. I have not seen all the nominees, though, in the category. Yeah, I haven't. I'm, I'm bad about seeing everything. Um, are there any other major categories that I'm leaving out that y'all can think of? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the ones that are like cinematography. and Is that one you, you like to call? I think the fa- is the favorite nominated because that was gorgeous. Um, the favorite opinion. is nominated. Roma is nominated, which is also the director that did the cinematography on that. Oh my god! He he also did the film editing, but he didn't get in a uh, film editing nomination. And it's it's pretty amazing that he actually got nominated for that because you know you'd think normally directors don't do more than one major job. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, ex- outside of writing and producing. Um, so it's kind of amazing because you know you're kind of stepping on. It's truly his vision. He, he's truly yeah. executing his vision. So it's pretty amazing that he got in. He got in there. Um, and if it's you know the whole uh, the whole academy voting for that, it's definitely in his favor, and All not right. just the branch. So we're going with Roma. I, I think so. I think so. All right. And then editing. Um, I thought Vice was pretty. Awesome. Vice edited. Both Vice and Black Klansman have a similar editing style that is really flashy. I think they'll clash. Really works. It. Uh, they might. They might cancel each other out. Yeah. That happens. Um, but they're very similar to me. They're both flashy and they they both really work for the story. Um, and then Bohemian Rhapsody's got. I mean, obviously, flashy editing as well, especially with all the concert footage. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But I would imagine it's probably going to be Black Klansman or Vice, though, still. Who are we picking for our office pool? <laughs> uh, okay, if you miss this one, it's not our fault. But we're, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I am going to pick Vice. I'm going to pick Vice. Okay. I'll go for editing. You. Yeah, I'll back you up. All right. Because if Spike Lee is going to potentially win Best Director, well, I guess he didn't edit the movie, right? No. Okay. I don't know. But it could win for Best Director or Best Picture, right? Black Klansman? Yeah. I don't I, I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, but I think Spike Lee has a, a, sentimental, a sentimental path, possibly. Okay. All right. Do you think there, are, there will ever be a... a casting category I don't know I know that's something that's like in the works they've trying hard it seems like it should be logical just because the academy's allowed a whole separate branch for them it's one of the the few 
it's one of the few branches that don't actually don't have a category and the other ones there i don't just don't see how the other ones could possibly have a category i mean like do you think publicists it's... you can't have an oscar for publicists and or executives. You, I mean, there's no way you can have that. There's Do you no think it's worthy of a judge that of a casting category? Um, or do you think casting, like the casting process, is worthy of getting an Academy Award? I mean, hey, we both work in casting, but I'm not sure if I would back up um, a competitive category. I could see a special achievement, maybe. Okay. I just think it's it would be so hard. I think it would be so hard to judge an entire film on that, like not knowing if the casting director had a hand in all of the casting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, do, do you think that every hey, there's a truck backing up? Do you think <laughs> that every um, level of casting should be part of the? Gosh. They're coming to get us. <laughs> Do you guys hear all this noise? Um, that every level of casting should be part of uh, an honor like that. Like if, like in the the RTOs awards, which is the Casting Society's uh, awards, like you know, it's a bunch of casting directors patting themselves on the back for stuff they've done. Um, well, the, any industry, award, right? That's what it right. is. Right. The 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 primary casting director is nominated and like the location casting director, it, there could be several locations, you know, or countries, yeah. um, are all part of the nomination and all receive awards. If, you know, if in fact, well, I personally feel like all of, all of them had something to do with the final product for sure. I don't think the Academy would do something like that. I mean, there's no category like that where it goes down right. levels. Right, right. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. just none. So well, no, I don't sense. think the Academy would ever do do that. Cool. Well, I think, you know, there's a, like, specifically for, I can't think of other departments that operate like our department does, where there are not necessarily levels, but just different uh geographic locations for what we do like with so many films shooting on locations it's not ideal to have your entire cast be from los angeles or new york mm -hmm. you know you like it just doesn't make financially it doesn't make sense and there are great actors here that can do the job so it just i think more so than ever now like uh, our um our position um, is in in different areas, you yeah. know. Like we are we are needed here as much as they are needed there. Like we're not finding the star of the movie necessarily, but we are finding very important uh, pieces of the movie, you know, which make up the ensemble. And if you know, if if you and I you learned anything in. Uh, our theater training it's that uh you know a project is made up of an ensemble and <laughs> you know i know there are films where it's like definitely carried by one or two people like they are in every frame um for instance this movie that i've been working on like the two leads are in every single like and they talk a lot you know like it's clearly their movie and there are some you know uh actors spattered in throughout you know to help move the story along but it's really a two-person movie for the most part with right. some support um so 
I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question either, you know, if there should be a category or not. I mean, of course, it would be nice to be recognized in that way, but who knows? I don't really care, honestly. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to it. All right. <laughs> let's get to the fun. We'll do some, some, uh, a couple of questions and then maybe we'll just jump to the speed round. How are we doing on time, Jason? We're at 43 minutes. All right. right. We don't want to have anybody turning it off. What, what year was the first Academy Awards? Oh, sorry about that. That was um, Jay drinking water. Sorry. Uh, 19, for the achievements of 1927 and 28, half a year of each. <laughs> All right. Um, what actress tied for best actress at the 1968 Academy Awards? Actresses, sorry. Uh, Catherine Hepburn in The Lion in Winter and Barbara Streisand in Funny Girl. Interesting story. If you let me. That was you, right. If you let me tell you. Um, Barbara, first off, to become an Academy member, you have to go through a, a few hoops. Uh, you have to have credits. You have to be invited by your branch. The, the Academy Board of Governors, whatever, has to approve, blah, 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 blah. Barbara Streisand was made a member of the Academy for the year she was nominated. So she only had one credit, yet president at the time, Oscar-winning actor Gregory Peck, thought, well, obviously she's going to be a major force in this industry, and he allowed her to become a member. So the tie was exact. That was the rules of the time for an exact tie. So if she had not been a member earlier than most people would... She wouldn't have voted for herself? You know, with the assumption that she actually voted for herself, she would not have won. It oh would not have gosh. been a tie. So she, wow, that's all, that's a good piece of. Uh... Now, there's been only been one other tie in history. I don't know if you're going to ask me that or not. No, no I don't know if there I was know. only been one other tie in acting anyway. Uh, oh, I. And that was in the early early days, but the rules then were if you were within three votes of the top vote getter, it was made a tie, and that's what actually happened that time, because they actually for a couple of years in the 30s they actually told the public how the voting came out, who plays first, second, and third, anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so they they announced the winner for Best Actor in 1932, Frederick March, and then later on, after he got his award, someone looked at the results and said, wait a minute, Wallace Beery also, he came in two votes behind, so they gave him one, too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. They don't do that. No. <laughs> you have to be exact. Yeah. Um, what new award category was added to the Academy Awards in 2001? Animated feature? Yes. <laughs> you got it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay. Who had this? I hope, hopefully this is an easy one. Who has hosted or co-hosted the Academy Awards uh, 18 times during his career? Bob Hope. Yes. It might be 19, by the way, but I'm not. Do you know? 18 or 19. One, one thing on the internet said 18, one said 19. Do you know, and this could have changed over the years, do you know the weight and height of the Oscar statuette? Ooh. I definitely don't know the height. I think it weighs about eight and a half pounds, something like that. It, what I found was six and three quarter pounds, and it's 13 and a half inches high. I feel like that might that might be like the original statue. Maybe it's changed. It's it's changed over the years, well, right? Well, originally the the base was quite short, mm-hmm. and now it's it's at least two or three times taller. The the base of it is anyway where they put the plaque. Gotcha. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. Uh, what was the first color film to win Best Picture? 
Going with the win? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. And I am not mouthing these answers to him, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the only sequels to win Best Picture are... Uh, wait, there's more than one? Well, there's two that have won Best Picture. Oh, The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two. You partially got it right. Oh, there's another set of sequels. Yeah. Two yeah. different sequels. Were both one? Yeah. Oh, gosh. The Godfather Part Two and Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King in 2003. Oh, I thought you were t- telling me, but The Lord of the Rings only won for The Return of the King. There was no other Lord of the Rings movie that won Best Picture. No. Did did Godfather 1 and 2 win? 1 and 2 both won. Oh. Okay. No. Let me re-ask that. <laughs> okay. Where well, the, I know. I mean, I'm going to know what the answer is now. What are the only sequels to win Best Picture? The Godfather 1 and 2. Okay. And uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. The Return of the King. We'll edit the other part. Interesting, though. All three, all three Godfather movies were at least Best Picture nominees, and all three Lord of the Rings movies were Best Picture nominees. Oh. See? I didn't know that. Okay. What is the lowest box office grossing Best Picture winner? The Hurt Locker. Oh. It had... A- I had read that, but I didn't... Um, it was domestic gross earnings were 12.6 million at the time of its nomination and only 14.7 at the time of its award. It's hmm. all right. You don't need to know that. And its director is the only female winner ever for best director. See, I didn't even ask that <laughs> and I got it. Um, okay. What director holds the record for the most best picture nominees and winners? Director for pitcher. For Best Picture, nominees and winners. Hmm. It's an old dude. It's an oldie. Well, I'm not quite certain. I'm just going to go and guess the director with the most Best Director nominations to see if that works. William Wyler. Yes. Okay. Bonus, can you name the four pictures? Four pictures that won Best Picture that he directed? Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Miniver... The Best Years of Our Lives, Ben-Hur. Those are the ones where he won Best Director. I don't, I'm not take me, it might take me too long to figure out what the fourth one is. Wait, I don't have Mrs. What did you say? Mrs. what? Mrs. Miniver? I don't have that one on this list, but maybe it is. I have yeah. Wuthering Heights, 1939. It didn't win. Didn't win. Gone with the Wind won. Well, that shit. Year. <laughs> the internet is wrong. <laughs> no way. <laughs> the Best Years of Our Lives. Did you, what else did you say? Ben Hur. Yes. And then Mrs. Miniver won in nineteen forty two. What about Roman Holiday? It didn't win. Okay. So this I don't know what these From Here to Eternity won the year Roman Holiday came out. So he was right and the internet was wrong. <laughs> so take that internet. All right, speed round. <clears throat> Youngest woman to win best supporting actress. <laughs> Tatum O'Neill in Paper Moon, nineteen seventy three. She was ten years old. Ten. All right. Uh Best Supporting Actor, 1981. Supporting Actor, 1981. John Gielgud, Arthur. Not Timothy Hutton? Okay, we got to get this straight. The Year of Achievements is how I put this. So if you say 1981... So this would have been 1980? So Timothy Hutton would be the year of 1980 for Achievements. That's the year that film was released. 
Okay, so I'm going to take it back a year on each of these okay. and hope hope we're right. So <laughs> Best Supporting Actor, 1980. Timothy Hutton and Ordinary People. Best Actor, 1987. Michael Douglas, Wall Street. Best Actress, 1989. Jessica Tandy, Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> yes. Best Picture, 1962. Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. Best Production Design, I don't think you're going to know this. Best Production Design, 1997. Titanic. I don't know. I don't know the movie. Shit. Okay. <laughs> I just. Know, I just got the two people. I got the two people. It's got to be Titanic. I can't imagine it's not 1997 for production design. Yeah, it's got to be. We got to look that up. Best supporting actor 1941. Uh, Donald Crisp, How Green Is My Valley. Yes. Damn. Okay. Bonus. Bonus. 1956. Oh, I guess it would be 1955 Best Actress Nominees. 1955 Best Actress Nominees. Uh, the winner was Anna Magnani for The Rose Tattoo. Yes, it was. Yes, the it was. The other nominees were Catherine Hepburn for Summertime. Yes. Um, Jennifer Jones for Love is a Many Splendored Thing. Yes. Susan Hayward for... Oh, I'm going to blank on the title. You got her name right. Um, I'll Cry Tomorrow. Yes. And I'll, I'll always really stumble on the last one. Uh, Eleanor Parker and Interrupted Melody. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're a whiz kid. It was Titanic as well. It was Titanic. Ding, 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 ding. And the... the the production design team was Michael D. Ford and Peter Lamont. You know, uh, before we head out, um, I when I was in L.A., when I first moved there, I worked at the Sports Club L.A. It was a gym with, like, fancy people that came there. And this really nice guy would uh, come in every morning and get a towel and a key for the locker because that's what I did. I handed out the towels and the keys. And uh, he was the producer of uh, a little movie called Titanic. Um, that year he's like yeah we're making this movie in Mexico and uh, and I was like oh Is really that I, I'm an awesome I'm an, I'm an actor you know uh, <laughs> put me in your movie anyway it was uh, who's the who's what's his name who's uh, the producer of it won the Academy Award James Cameron well his producing partner uh, well stout guy oh uh, Saul somebody no no, no it's a real Italian -y name Anyway, he was super nice, super, super nice, and um, that's my part of Titanic history. Anyway, this has been awesome, and you've aced the speed round with flying colors. Um, I think I think that's our Academy Awards show. Should I say anything I have, else? Uh, I have one final editorial question. Mm. Um, what's What do you think is the biggest upset or biggest snub in the, your opinion? For for this year, what, yeah, or for just in general, like oh, mm. well, uh, yeah, this is a good one, and it actually comes with a whole story if you don't mind. Uh, early, early, early on, 1934, Betty Davis was not nominated for a movie called *Of Human Bondage*, and at the time, they didn't allow the each branch to vote collectively. They actually had committees coming up with the nominees. And she wasn't nominated, and everyone freaked out all over the industry so bad that the Academy actually allowed write-in votes because of it, because she wasn't nominated for 
two years until they finally figured out a way out of that situation. And that was one of the years in which they allowed first, second, and third place vote getters to be publicly announced. And she placed third in the final vote. Oh my God. Without an official nomination. So that was a big snub. Yeah. Almost win. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So uh, thank you, Jason, producer, engineer. How much engineering do you actually do? I mean, it's really, hours and hours I of know. editing and <laughs> leveling, and it's it's intense. <laughs> Follow us on social media at Talk Like Normal uh, on our Instagram. Um, I'm at Glorioso Casting. Jason's at Jason Edwards TV. Robert's at Full Grown Mouse. Justin is Justin TC underscore underscore on Instagram. And Jay, um, you can check out his casting website. It's ajcasting.net. Net. Mm-hmm. ajcasting.net um any social media stuff you want to uh, nope yeah jay jay's old school he doesn't do that anyway <laughs> later everybody um have a good time watching the academy awards and let us know if the predictions worked for you <laughs> thank you bye talking like normal people is brought to you by mycastingfile.com Create a searchable profile accessible by multiple casting directors who are casting major film, television, and commercial projects. MyCastingFile.com